Hi. Hi. My name is Rob, and this is my wife, Haley. And we have been married for 21 years. God's idea and plan for marriage continues to prove itself again and again. And Haley and I are constantly learning what it means to yield to his plan. It's really difficult to do, but the reward far outweighs the effort. And even in the midst of an imperfect marriage, we love being married. And tonight, we wanted to share a little bit about our struggles and our growth in our relationship, and we hope you'll be encouraged. So Haley and I met uh, at, young, at a Young Life retreat in January of 1998. She was Haley Cobb at the time, and I was Rob Thomas still. And I literally liked her the first moment I met her, and she liked me two years later. That's my only joke I have here. But I get credit for basically calling it because the day after I met her, I passed her on the sidewalk, and instead of saying something typical like, oh, hi, Haley, or good morning, I decided to say, hey, Haley, if we got married and I took your last name, I'd be Rob Cobb, which just happens to rhyme. And uh, It was horrible. <laughs> Did true, this though. contribute to the delay in me liking him back? Who's to say? Um, but the timing wasn't right. Uh, but two years later, it was in 2000, the timing was right. And our relationship blossomed, and we were soon engaged, and then we got married in February of 2001. And in fact, um, this 60-second um, video is good, a good visual of where we were on the honeymoon stage. We were both followers of Christ, and, as, and we were both fully committed to each other, as, as well as we knew how to be. Uh, in fact, I'd say our honeymoon phase lasted all the way through the honeymoon, and ended probably the second day back? The was first day back. First day back. First, oh, yes, day, first back. day back. Great. So the first morning that we were back, Rob found me sobbing. I woke up in this identity crisis of wrestling with my new identity as Haley Thomas. And Rob misinterpreted that, that I was thinking that I didn't want to marry him. Yeah, and one time we got in an argument, um, and I decided to leave the house and go see a movie by myself, as one does. And I came to find out, find out upon returning that Haley thought I had possibly left her. So basically, um, Rob and I had a long way to go to an, in our communication with each other. I tend towards people-pleasing, and so often I wouldn't tell him what hurt me or I would delay in telling him in order to keep the peace. But what happened with that is bitterness grew in me. And, um, and then that allowed me to get to a point where I just blew up at him in anger. This is true. We soon, though, were given some language and tools to help us know our conflict tendencies. So if you've been around here long, you've probably been encouraged not to be a weenie. Uh, David, if you want to go ahead and put the slide up so that doesn't sound so weird. There it is. Okay, don't be a W-E-N-I. So the acronym proved very helpful for us, um, but sobering at the same time because we realized we basically struggled with all four of them. Um, the W stands for withdrawal, and uh, that's what I did and still can struggle with. My default was to go around the problem or conflict and just not deal with it if humanly possible. I was hurting Haley in this big time and hurting myself as well. And the E for escalate was my go-to, and I still struggle with that today. I would hold on to things, and then I'd decide to force the issue without praying about it or thinking about timing. And if Rob wasn't responding well or listening, I would just get louder. And I often felt like I had to yell at him to get his attention, and then I'd get so frustrated and so hurt that my escalation would turn into tears. 
And one time, I was getting really worked up, and I started crying in anger, and I said, so I guess you're just going to call me a drama queen. And I said, and this is all I knew to say was, like, you are. Right. (laughs) And this made me so angry that I whipped him with the shirt I had in my hand and ran out of the house. Little did she know, our two-year-old son was right behind me, and since she isn't the best shot, uh, she actually whipped him. So she hit our son with her shirt. He was fine, but he was, didn't know why that happened. <laughs> uh, sadly, to this day, I'm the reigning champ on making Haley cry, and uh, it's not my favorite trophy. So um, just to finish out the weenie, the N stands for negative interpretation, which we can both do, and the I stands for invalidation which we can both do. Yep, but I have a special knack for for that one, which is not good. And if it's okay with you, we'd like to demonstrate a meta-argument between the two of us that is typical of how we argue. Okay, we're going to stand up for this. This is not an actual argument, uh, but a combination of almost all of our conflict mixed in a blender. And to set the scene, by the way, we're about to act just a tad, so. (laughs) Or try to. (laughs) We're going to try to. To set the scene, this conflict is taking place in our closet because 90% of our arguments take place in our closet or our bathroom. We don't know why. Interior, closet. Rob is already in the closet, probably changing into comfy clothes. I'm not happy with something you said or did, and I can't read, and and I'm ready to talk about it right now because this is when I want to talk about it. I'm choosing not to be happy you're doing this and probably should have interest in your perspective, but I think I'll choose to quickly defend my position instead. Um, Hearing you defend yourself while possibly some merit to it um, only causes me to double down on what I'm already trying to communicate with you. My interest in your perspective is super low, and my interest in you understanding what I'm trying to say is way off the charts high. I'm thinking you should stop judging me by my actions and join me as I'm only going to think about what I did in terms of my intentions, if that's okay. And I'm going to round up and say my intentions are actually pretty fine or good. I'm going to negatively interpret exactly what you said to the very worst way possible, which makes me even more angry and hurt. Since I don't love to escalate, I'm going to now have to invalidate this whole thing and basically tell you that we wouldn't have a problem if you chose not to have a problem. Well, I do like to escalate, and now you are hearing is a much louder version of what I've already said, and I think I'll just go ahead and bring some old things up because I have a really good memory. <sighs> I greatly dislike it when you do that, and I'm literally looking for anything I can to say that can possibly wound you and make me feel better. Since I'm not finding much, how about a random unhelpful comparison of your mom? (laughs) Now I'm saying things that I don't even think are true, but I need strong words. Oh, great. Now I'm crying. I hate crying, but at least it's getting through to you, and thus I don't have to think of anything else to say. Since you are crying, I'm realizing I'm probably going to lose this argument. Now it's just a matter of who's walking out on who first. Oh, I'd be glad to. Haley exits and scene. Thank you. That's all of them together. That's what happens. Now, uh, take this meta argument, make it real. And so this is what happens to us. It's exhausting and extremely painful 
and hurtful. And also, it can easily take 24 hours to recover. Or longer. Yes, which makes the rest of the day and some of the next day just feel wasted. If conflict happens the night before work or even the morning before work, uh, then it's definitely going to affect my whole day. I'm just different that day. And I find I don't function well when we're at odds or just unreconciled. It's not a fun place to be. This is how it goes for us by default, because our default is we're both sinners. We are naturally self-protective, self-caring, self-focused. You add to that, we're often impatient and unforgiving, exaggerators and minimizers, and at times just plain manipulative and mean to one another. And based on our experience and kind of what we've seen in the world, we're pretty convinced of this. Any marriage between any two people can be difficult or hard, which begs the question, is the opposite true? Can, can any or almost any marriage between two people be good and meaningful? For us, believing that God's word is true and his plan for our marriage is better than our plan has yielded a joy-filled and meaningful marriage. Believe it or not, after what we just did. Um, Colossians 3, 12 through 15 speaks to the heart of our marriage. It says, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so also you must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Yeah, that's one of my favorite passages. And it's just brought comfort and conviction for me. Um, especially the forgiveness part, something that doesn't come naturally and can be incredibly hard. But we're convinced that a great marriage is a union of two great forgivers. Unfortunately, we naturally are inclined to protect ourselves rather than forgiving and loving each other in a way that glorifies the Lord. There is a deceiver who whispers lies to us often that we are justified in our feelings or we're entitled to what we want. We also know that in our flesh or sin, we want satisfaction, we want justice, and really we just want what we want. But when we yield to the Spirit, uh, we're given the power and the strength to restrain from what we would naturally do. So we we can more easily love and see each other as Christ loves and sees us. We've been given a new perspective, new life giving guidelines, and new language to use. We fall short every day of loving each other well. But as we lean towards each other, fighting for oneness, our love has grown to a greater depth and joy than ever before. And our conflicts are now fewer and much shorter lived. So let us give you some examples of of when it goes well for us. Um, For me, I have actually learned to engage with Haley, to really participate in working through our conflict and not just avoiding it. So withdrawing uh, has never really helped. It never will help. So the W in weenie needs to go bye-bye. And David, you're going to put the, yep. So look over on the right. The W withdrawing just is never really great. And I've learned that um, timing matters. We've set some parameters around when it's best for us to have some of these harder conversations. And this helps us be in a better place to hear each other. I've prayed about it. I'm approaching him at a time that's good for him. And I don't feel like I have to... Um, blow up or get really loud to be heard. Plus, escalating really never helped anyway. 
And we always try to assume the best in each other, not the worst, which is the exact opposite of negative interpretation. So we're now in humility, choosing to positively interpret the other person. Right. So we're losing withdrawal. We're losing escalate. We're turning negative interpretation into a positive interpretation. And finally, a sentence that really has changed everything excuse me, is, I can see how you would feel that way. Ultimately, this phrase validates uh, the other person. It's really hard to say, though. Um, it, it, just, it, it will instantly soften their heart toward you. It's hard to say because it requires we actually try to understand where the other person is coming from, which takes humility again. So the I in weenie in validation becomes validation. <clears throat> It is really hard to do, yeah. <laughs> but you can say it. So this doesn't even make sense. We looked at that. We're like, so don't be a weenie. Be a peevee. Wait, do be a peevee. <laughs> David, that's not funny. I'm just kidding. I made that slide. <laughs> it's don't be a weenie, be a peevee. I don't know if anyone will remember that, <laughs> but you heard it here first. <laughs> um, so we've also learned and are still learning to draw the circle around ourselves, which means regardless of what the other person is doing, we can submit to the Lord, try to see our part, and change the course of the conflict. Yeah, and let me just say, there have been times in our little bathroom closet conflicts when things are heading south, uh, but then Haley will literally grab the steering wheel and just yank us off that road, and she'll suddenly show patience. She'll tell me she understands what I'm, I'm saying. She'll even tell me that I'm making a good point to a degree, and this kills the conflict almost instantly. Which is obviously the Holy Spirit and not me. But I can say the same thing about Rob. I know that what it feels like for him to stop defending himself and to start trying to love me in an understanding way as Scripture commands him to do. It changes things and it instantly softens my heart and my response towards him. And it makes me feel loved. It also makes me feel safe. Yeah, and so this is where joy and laughter live. This is where that connection and intimacy lives. So we really learned that marriage is a bit like a dance. In order to call it a dance, there are agreed upon moves, a mutual plan for dancing. And when you are both looking out for your own needs, it becomes chaos. But when you're looking at the other person's needs, it brings peace and unity. So we're going to end with this. We're going to show how when a dance or marriage is done in this way with trust mutual submission, and agreed-upon rules, it can look beautiful and elegant. Haley, m'lady, <clears throat> David, play that waltz. <clears throat> That's all we can do. That's all we got. Uh, <laughs> I had to tell him to shorten it. We had to shorten it, guys. <clears throat> okay, so obviously... <laughs> If we hadn't agreed upon those rules and trust one another, someone would have a very bruised ankle. And I just need to say, I just need to say off script, last night we practiced that. And literally, I kicked her shin so hard and was only concerned for my foot, to be honest. I thought I broke a toe. So, <clears throat> so... Obviously, we, uh, that dance was just a way for us to show you that when there are rules and, that, and you're in sync, it can look beautiful like that. So we want to thank you guys. Thank you. 
We want to thank you guys for listening to us tonight. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much.